Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Catalyst Over Coffee, presented to you by Cardano Over Coffee. Remember, you can join us live Monday through Friday on Twitter Spaces at 1.30 p.m. UTC, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're talking with Trim about his Fund 10 Catalyst proposal for a DeFi platform solution using Hydra? Join us to learn more about how Trim is so deeply involved with Hydra. We want to thank our monthly podcast subscribers, The Wizard Tim, Discover Cardano, Book.io, Project Camo, Linda from Cardano Stake Pool Ticker, MALU, Twisted Gears, NFT Rescue Foundation, and Epoch Sec. We appreciate your support. We look forward to seeing everybody at Rare Evo in Denver, Colorado, August 24th through the 26th. Get your tickets at rareevo.io. You can use coupon code COC10 for 10% off. Check out our Fun 10 Catalyst proposal for Cardano over coffee. We would appreciate any feedback, and we hope you vote for us. Let's get our coffee and listen in. Let's do the emojis, the wood wood, the what what. First question. Did I say that right? Is it try me bra set? Or how do you say it? Hello. <laughs> Hello. I, I, think trim, I, offend, I, I, I think I offended the guest. Are we, are is we it, being is drugged trim? by the Hosky PFP? Might be oh shit! I, I was I was muted the whole time. Oh, okay. Oh Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry, guys. I. Uh, yeah. No. I was just muted. No. That's uh, that's the first time I've heard uh, "try me, bro" uh, for my name. No. Uh, I'm Trim. Uh, Trim Brusset. Um I. Uh, yeah. I'm here to talk about uh, my Catalyst proposal. It's about a DeFi platform solution for. Uh, uh, for Hydra. Uh, I don't know if you just want me to monologue for a bit and then we can take some questions or how we want to format this, but... Well, I'll tell you. We'll ask you some questions and you can answer them. We'll kind of direct you on the way that it goes. Um, yeah, first, sounds good. Can you introduce so, yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and how you maybe found Cardano and got involved and why the Hosky PFP? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've joined the uh, Cardano space in 2021 full time. Uh, it was actually really random. I had a, an old uh, job listing like, you know, uh, on LinkedIn where it pings you if there are jobs opening for with a certain keyword. Uh, it was the first one that pinged in like, five years with the tag mathematician. So uh, I uh, had to check it out. It turned out that was Iagon, the uh, decentralized cloud platform. So I uh, jumped from the data science job that I had then into Iagon, did lots of system design, algorithm design, uh, re-ramped the token utility, did all kinds of stuff there. Um, then about Half a year later, I joined Meld for a bit. Um, technically, I uh, became an independent consultant, which is you know what I'm doing now. Uh, and I took Meld on as a client, helped uh, define the lending and borrowing protocol, um, made sure that you know it was sort of developed and implemented correctly on on Cardano. Uh, I guess we all sort of know how that ended up. Uh, but after the uh, the announcement of the delay, I've been working very closely with uh, the IOG team and the Hydra team, which is kind of where this uh, this idea um, came to fruition or, or you know had its roots, I suppose. Uh, so 
before all of this, uh, I had a background in, I have a master's degree in pure mathematics and mathematical logic. Uh, I have a, a two undergrads actually, one in geometry, uh, so pure mathematics, and one in computer science. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been working with algorithm design, applied research, this sort of uh, area, and for a couple of years before I joined the crypto space. Um, I, uh, everyone has, you know, their lost Bitcoin story. I probably spent around 2,500 Bitcoin on a certain uh, very smooth market uh, a while back. And then I had a wallet with at least a few hundred that ended up being lost because my friend's mom threw out his laptop and that was the only place we had the secrets. <laughs> this was back in 2012, 2013, I think. So uh, yeah, I've been following the crypto space for a while uh, before uh, sort of joining full time. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Don't worry, we all have those stories. Mine's with VeChain, not Bitcoin. Um, I definitely would be a multi multi millionaire, but neither here nor there. I'm still here and probably still would be here either way. So, um, tell us how you got involved with Hydro a little bit, and and then we'll get into specifically what you're trying to build. Yeah. So, um, you know, we uh, or basically, I I found out an issue with. Uh, sort of the time sensitivity of transactions during times of congestion, uh, which really, really, really impacted the the protocol, uh, the meld lending and borrowing protocol. So we ended up, you know, having to postpone the launch of that and ended up open sourcing the code and everything. After that, we uh, I worked very closely with IOG and we looked at a couple of different ways of going about solving it. So. I broke it down into short-term, long-term, medium-term solutions. Um, a few of them were really hard, but you know, at least marginally attractive. Some of them were a lot quicker to implement, but very horrible in terms of you know decentralization. So I'm, I'm talking stuff like literally just paying Binance to prioritize our transactions in their stake pools, which is you know not really the way you want DeFi or you know blockchain in general to go, right? So we kind of dismissed a couple of these ones, but one of the things that we um, were looking at very closely was Hydra. Like, is it is there any way to use Hydra for solving this issue? Because, you know, there's less congestion in the sidechain. You can have a lot higher throughput. Uh, there's a lot of benefits that you can have, you know, at least on paper. So we started looking into, is it a viable architecture for something like a lending protocol? And it turns out not really. Uh, same thing as almost every project that has looked into Hydra has concluded, like as an application specific thing, it's not the best, right? So a Hydra DEX is not the best, a Hydra lending platform is not the best. But if you go sort of a step above and think, okay, how about a general, you know, um, industry platform, like a protocol to protocol communication layer. So you would have, you know, DEXs and lending platforms and oracles sort of collaborating inside the Hydra head to facilitate all the transactions that need to take place. Well, then you're really starting to get into something that, you know, might have some merit. And the, the Hydra team was very enthusiastic about it when I talked to them about it. So. We started doing a little bit of work, but it's not really 
Um, yeah, it, it's not really the direction that Meld wanted to go, so that's why I've uh, sort of decided to break off a little bit on my own and uh, pursue this through Catalyst funding and a couple of other routes as well. So, uh, you know, if, if the Catalyst proposal doesn't go through, I'll still pursue it and see if I can get it done, but it's going to be a lot harder because then, you know, most of the time is going to be just spent chasing funding instead of doing the actual work. Yeah, and that will take up a lot of time, right? So let's talk about exactly what you're trying to build so that people can vote uh, yes or no. Right? I'm not going to tell you what to vote, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to vote. And I'm, that's It's an awesome yes for me. Uh, I had already yep. looked at this proposal before you even signed up to come on the show. So, yeah, uh, nice. Please yeah, sure. talk about that a little bit. So the way I've structured it, uh, I have three main deliverables. Um, one of them is a you know fully public white paper that I cannot sort of you know commit on the Hydro team's behalf, but they have uh, indicated that they're very happy to co-author parts of it or you know at least contribute in in some sort of way. I didn't want to commit them on on paper to in the proposal. Um, but you know, I'm I'm 100% sure they're going to be involved at least in some capacity. So, research white paper is this solution viable? Is it secure? Is it performant? Like, what is the design? Are there enough features? You know, basically figuring out could this work, right? Uh, doing lots of benchmarking, making sure that you know, trying to identify vulnerabilities, trying to recommend, okay, how do we deal with this? Uh, how how do you move towards a fully uh, permissionless system instead of a you know sort of business to business which is to an extent permission but it's it's almost the same as DeFi today already uh, it's a when i'm saying minimum viable product it's more a uh, proof of concept for how you can sort of work with this design so how can you use wallet, wallet authentication as the user uh, sort of interaction mechanism and deal with transactions, sort of all of the actual, you know, the, the meat on the bone inside the Hydra head. So the MVP is going to be a probably just a single participant kind of head. So it's using uh, Hydra mainly as a ledger to keep track of sort of which transactions have been done and stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that is underway. And I, I think that's going to be very helpful to explain and sort of showcase how can Hydra be used in this different way, basically. Um, the third thing is, uh, perhaps it doesn't sound so sexy, but it is a very, very useful thing to have. Uh, I want to pursue a list of something called MOUs. So that's a memorandum of understanding. What this is, is it's a basically a company's way of saying I'm in without signing a contract. So if we get an MOU from uh, at least one or two DEXs, at least one or two lending platforms, at least one or two oracles, and at least one or two uh, market makers or you know, traders or something like this um, from each vertical relevant to the DeFi space, I think we're in a very good spot. Because if you have a white paper of how to make the thing, and then you have a list of all the relevant people that need to be involved to make it run, then you're in a very good spot to secure the funding to you know, offload the development cost from these companies or alternatively to set up a contract where each of these uh, projects can 
dedicate a certain amount of dev time, certain amount of resources, whatever it is, to making this thing happen. So they're contributing to this thing, even though they're not the only beneficiary. So uh, just as an example, right? Imagine if uh, MinSwap pours a lot of money into making this thing, then there's nothing preventing Sunday Swap from benefiting that, from that. Or Wing Riders, or, you know, I, I don't want to hang anyone out, right? But you, you get the concept. So um, that, that's sort of the purpose of, uh, of that. So th those are the three main deliverables. Uh, I'd love to go more into the research and sort of the proposed design and all of that as well. Absolutely, let's talk about that next. Um, that's more of a Lido thing though, because I'm no developer. So the design of Hydra and well, also Epoch. So uh, expect some questions from them more so than from me. Uh, but let's talk about the, the research and, and the design and everything that you've done. So uh, before I joined the crypto space in general, uh, I worked as uh, what can best be described as an applied researcher or algorithm designer in the maritime industry. Uh, I worked on you know, sensor data like radars measuring the ocean surface. So I was working with stuff like you know, wave height, direction, frequency. Um, and then I had a, a joint venture project with uh, a regulatory body called DNV and a uh, dry cargo shipping company called BW. Uh, we did a project to update uh, what is called an ISO standard. It's, it's like an industry standard for, for how to process data and do all kinds of things. So it was ISO 15016. Um, the, the idea was to make a parameter uh, or an index as a way to measure the performance of cargo ships in operation and compare them. because. Uh, when you're doing that, you have to normalize away the effects of weather, which can be very, very hard. But once you have an index like that, you can slap another propeller on it and see, okay, does this improve performance? You can put a sail on it. You can strap a balloon to the front. You, know, you can do all kinds of things and see, okay, like, does it make a quantifiable difference in fuel consumption, for example, or efficiency overall? So um, the, um, you know, I think my background is, is pretty well suited to do this kind of research. Um, I've, I did a, a lot of this um, at Iagon and Meld as well, a lot of modeling for different things, a lot of you know uh, figuring out, okay, what are the vulnerabilities, not just the technical stuff, but the economic vulnerabilities, like you know how much money is actually securing how much money. So if you have a very small amount of money securing a very big amount of money. That is a vulnerability. Um, so uh, yeah, like I, uh, I think I have a pretty good background to to deliver something like this. It's not the first white paper uh, I've written or co-authored, um, and it's uh, it's a technology I've become very familiar with and the sort of a space that I've spent a lot of time in. Right? Super cool. I'm surprised. Well, actually not surprised. I guess if, if it's the same thing in Codano, if you help author a SIP, you probably will not forget the SIP number. Um, <laughs> um, the Can we talk about the user for a second? Go back to where you said um, why Hydra doesn't work for DEX, but, you, you know, it worked at this other layer. Um, so there was that tweet or YouTube or a blog or something from the Hydra team of a of a 
demo or something on mainnet is is that correct yeah so hydra is live uh they had okay. this demo on on the mainnet i think they called it the hydra or something um which allowed users to join into the head and then do a lot of stuff inside there and then uh, at the end they they sat with i'm not sure if they were left with a token or something i i, <laughs> I do think they were streaming this and someone just started to draw a penis uh, on the board and then they just sort of shut everything down. <laughs> so it was uh, <laughs> kind of, kind well, of human error involved. <laughs> well, but yeah, like Hydra is operational. Question right? for you. Here's my question for you. The Hydra that's operational now, yeah. what does that do for the regular ADA holders versus what this solution would do for the regular ADA holders or might do for regular ADA holders? So the changes that need to be made to the Hydra protocol that's running now compared to you know what, what I think will be needed is very, very, very small. Uh, it's practically something they have delivered already. Uh, the only step that's sort of missing is something called incremental settlements, uh, which allows the state inside the Hydra head to be rectified on the mainnet without closing the head. Um, that is essentially the only thing that needs to be resolved for uh, the design that I'm proposing to, to work. Um, they have developed this and, and you know, uh, they have worked with it. It's basically just to, to roll it out. They, they uh, roll out features pretty frequently these days. Um, so the proposal is not really to change Hydra. The main uh, purpose of the proposal is to show people how to think about Hydra. Um, people still think of it as a very weird niche kind of thing. Like it, it still seems like people are struggling to figure out how do I understand this thing? Like how do I work this into my product? Um, and you know, I think there are many ways to think about it. Uh, you know, an isomorphic state channel doesn't really say anything, right? But um, one way of thinking about it is like a super big smart contract. Like you can put something in it, you can do lots and lots and lots of stuff in a side channel, and then you can settle on mainnet. So that's a way to think about it. You can also think about it as a ledger for keeping track of a lot of stuff where you can, like one of the key benefits I, th I see with Hydra is that you can change the ledger rules. You can increase the transaction size cap. You can set the transaction fees to zero if you want. You can either you can even change the rules of UTXOs and stuff. Although, you know, when you try to settle that, you might run into some issues. But just the uh, increase of the transaction size limits is going to unlock so much. It's uh, it, it is one of the restrictions that we ran into with the work on Meld, like trying to work in the bank manager NFT uh, interest rate discount in a Cardano protocol is you, you're really quickly running into the memory constraints there. So it, if, you, if you make something like that, it basically either reduces your throughput or the number of pools or you know something else, right? So ha having the option to change those parameters is already huge. Um, and I, I don't think people sort of really get the potential of that. But the, I, I think the main benefit is putting the right people or the right protocols together in the right setting. So you have that setting, you know, more features, um, much higher throughput, 
couple of other really cool things I would love to talk about as well. And yeah, you have it. And you have a you know DEXs, lending platforms, and oracles in the same room. That's when you can start doing you know leverage trading and shorts and longs and you know perpetual swaps and all of these you know fancy stuff that requires all of these things to operate very quickly, right? Right. And and so in in that world, basically, the people on the back end, the B two B, the DEXs, the swaps, the lending. They will all need to be talking via this this Hydra um, connection channels. Um, yes, so that, that's that's how Hydra works, right? So right. They, they will all be participants in the Hydra head, which means right. that they will validate uh, transactions and they are able to submit transactions. Right. And then, so, right, but then they can present a user-facing DAP that user can interact with once yes. a small thing is added. Exactly. So. It, let's just, you know, I, I don't want to use too many examples of specific uh, protocols, and, uh, you know, but let's just say that Wi-Fi, for example, uh, since I mentioned a couple of other ones, uh, they decide to join in on this. I'm not saying that they are or, or anything like that, but, you know, just using it as an example. Imagine if they are deciding to get in on this, then they can make an uh, interface in the front end where people can go to the Wi-Fi page click on this tab, like, you know, the Hydra DeFi or whatever, and then they can do all of this stuff through their website. So through the app as, as you're kind of using it already. So instead of using, you know, the decks on mainnet, where, you know, the, there are batchers, there are queues, the throughput is, you know, reasonably slow, um, and there are, you know, these issues related to congestion, then you can have a slightly different interaction pattern by using Hydra, which is just a lot more performant, and you know it, it will look and feel basically the same, but you know better. You know that way. makes a lot of sense. Um, we are we uh, unfortunately our time is, yeah. is yeah, I, five I, minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I quickly want to talk about the the MVP. Um, so yeah. what what is that MVP? Uh, what's the output for that MVP? So the thing that I'm yeah, the thing that I'm making now is a proof of concept of how to, to use the, the main interaction here. So, you know, the, the thing that I just described, like a user goes into your DAP, and then instead of using Cardano Mainnet, they use Hydra. Like, for a pro, for pro, project that wants to try this out, they want to see this thing in, in action, right? So that's what we're building. It's uh, very similar to r slash place, which is unfortunate that they just launched a new event now. Um, but it's uh, like the actual product, you know, the, the interface, the sort of look and feel of it is designed to be fun, interactive, very low bar of entry. Uh, and, you know, just something people can start talking about so that it pulls people in. Hopefully some of them read the about page, which goes into all the details of, of Hydra and sort of the, uh, the overall purpose of the, of the thing. So it's uh, it's intentionally not a DeFi sort of product, but the back end will be you know basically straight directly portable to to serve as the uh, as the you know proof of concept. That is super cool. Yeah, and and developers can move a lot faster once they see an example. So yes, one last exactly. quick question: the document and open source, the outputs yep. for those. Um, um, 
the what is that? Is that the white paper, or would there be like SDKs or anything along those lines? What's can you, yeah? What's the out, yeah. the outputs for those for that? Yeah. So the the main out the main output would be you know the the white paper, which for a developer basically gives you everything you need. Right? It's almost like pseudo code. So if you read that, you should be able to implement it without really needing anything else. But just as a sort of added thing. Uh, we're going to extract the sort of relevant parts of the MVP thing and open source those as well. So, you know, the the, the wallet authentication mechanism, the deposit mechanism, you know, the sort of indexing and Oracle stuff going on inside the head, all of that. That is neat. Well, yeah. people, check, check it out. The project is Hydra as a B2B layer for DeFi, a white paper, and... Yeah, I, I tweeted a... Uh, it's pinned to the top. I pinned it. Yeah, I, I tweeted a link to it as well. So I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, publishing a YouTube video pretty soon, uh, going into you know a little bit more detail about the design as well. Uh, I may have to re-record some parts of it, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to put some more material out on, on YouTube, so check me out there as well. Yeah, if you're going to do the YouTube stuff, you should consider doing a two-minute video, quick pitch, so you can include it in the in the, the Catalyst Explorer tool. Um, yeah. And then for the, for the room that's listening, as people are talking about these proposals, like write them down somewhere, bookmark them. Um, you can also, if you're using the Lido tool, you can create a list right in there and just add them to that list so you don't forget. Because voting is a few weeks away and you're not going to remember. I just, you're not going to remember. So, <laughs> yeah, for <fair laughs> sure. Bookmark them, please, so you, so you don't have to remember. Thanks for coming. Um, any last call to action before we move on to the next person? Yeah, no, I thank you for uh, having me on. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, right, I, I would love to talk more about this. Hit me up. I, I'm available on Twitter, uh, my Telegram, like I'll, uh, I'm posting some stuff on YouTube now. Uh, so, yeah, any questions, criticisms, feedback at all, uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Cardano Over Coffee. Special thanks to Trim for joining us. What a great conversation about Hydra, and we look forward to what's being built in the future on Cardano using this technology. We hope everybody joins us at Rare Evo in Denver, Colorado, August 24th through the 26th. Get your tickets at rareevo.io. Use coupon code COC10 for 10% off. If you'd like to have your name or business mentioned in future podcasts or have your logo and links displayed in the description of our podcast, click the support button now.